Welcome back to True Dominion Ministries podcast with your host, Latanya Stevens. I am so happy to be here this evening, y'all. I just can't explain it that I am so happy to be back on the podcast, giving you a word from God and just being real about everything. So today I am going to talk about the word responsibility, response, ability. Okay. We have a responsibility and I'm going to talk about three areas where we have a responsibility in. And the first area is the word, the word of God. The second area is the body of Christ. And the third area is to the loss. And so I'm going to go ahead and get started. And I want to talk about exactly what the word of God is. Um, It is our response to life. It is the written answer for in which we possess because Why do we carry a Bible? Why do we read a Bible? Why do we study the Bible? It is our answer. It is our written answer in which we possess, which means we have the ability to do what the word of God said to do, be what the word of God said to be and say what the word of God says, but ultimately to live the way God says live. So let's talk about what the word is in Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 It reads, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So if I had to really describe or put in my own words what that really means, I would say to me, It is the truth that cuts us deep or it gets to the bottom of everything that is in you to tell you and show you who you really are. Because when it cuts you or me, we get uncomfortable because it causes us to check our heart, our motives, our thoughts. And after we put all of that information together, it shows who or what we actually serve, who it is that we serve or what it is that we serve, because some people serve stuff. And that's why it's our responsibility to read it, to hear it, to speak it, and to be a doer of it. So we need the word. The word is our responsibility as the body of Christ, as Christians. It is our responsibility to get it out there to the lost. It is our responsibility to restore the people with it. It is our responsibility to live it. It is our responsibility. And I feel like we have devalued or diminished the word to a place where either we don't believe it or we just don't care. Because if we really believe the word, let alone if we really cared about what God thought about us and what he thought about our actions and our words and and what it is that we're doing that's wrong, then we would be better people. So my second point of responsibility is to the body of Christ, um, which is an issue today. Because we have lost our way when it comes to taking care of each other in the church. We have become vain in our own way of thinking that we as individuals are the best Jesus loving people that he ever came by. And I don't know why we put ourselves on a pedestal so high because we told a Bible and because we go to church that we are better than anybody else. But the thing is, that is the sin that causes the body to fall. We don't respect individuality or either we are jealous of what the other person can do. So how do we solve this dilemma? Because 
I don't want to sit here and keep talking about the problem. And I don't want to go over each problem and keep going over the problem and talking about people doing this and people doing that. And we doing this and we doing that. What is our solution? Our solution. Our first solution is what I just said, the word. That's our first responsibility. So if we go to the word in Ephesians chapter four, verse 15, it reads, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Verse 16, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love. I can sit here and I can come up with all different analogies about how the body needs every member and how each member has its own function because that's what it was created to do. But I believe we have already heard it all before. So I would just say this. Let's go to our brothers and our sister in Christ and handle whatever situation or issue we have with that person privately. Or if it is a matter of our own sin of jealousy and coveting and envying, then we need to repent. That's what we need to do first. We need to get us together first before we try to go get somebody else together. So ask the Lord to forgive you and then forgive yourself and appreciate who God has made you to be. And that one took me a long time to really get. And now that I understand it was a process, I understand that. I had to learn what not to do from people as well as just to allow people to inspire me, but not try to be like them. And that was me. I didn't know who I was fully. I didn't know what my abilities were because I was trying to figure it out myself instead of allowing God to show me and to tell me bit by bit, because sometimes God can say one thing and we think we got the whole picture just because he gave us a piece. We feel like, okay, we got the whole puzzle put together and that's not the way God works. You know, he teaches us on a level of, okay, I'm gonna give you this, this piece and you figure out what this piece goes first. And then I'm gonna give you another piece. And then you find out what that piece goes next because we can't handle everything he gives us at one time. So let's just be honest with each other, with the truth and with love, because the dangerous part about all of this, if we as a body of Christ do not come together, the dangerous part is there can never be an increase to the body of Christ. If we are hindering each other from being and doing what God has given us to do and to be, if the body of Christ is supposed to increase How is it going to be increased if there is no growth? If we're not growing as people, if we're not learning as people, if we're not helping each other as people, how can we grow when we're so divided? If love is God's identity, why isn't it ours? The very core of God is love. How can we preach and teach love if we are not living it out? We are responsible for one another. And we got to get that. We are responsible for one another. We barely want to be responsible for ourselves, honestly speaking. But we are responsible for one another. And if we don't get that part, the house of God will be divided. 
We have to be mature and humble when someone is willing to tell us the truth about ourselves so that we can be better. Not just for God and not just for others, but for ourselves. We have to be able to allow people to tell us about our nastiness. We have to be allow ourselves to be able to hear the raw truth. We have to allow people to be authentic with us. Not everybody is attacking you. Not everybody wants you to go down or want to be like you or want to copy you or anything. When you go into the grocery store, especially Walmart, if you go into the grocery store, any store, and every aisle has different items, there's more than one brand. There's more than one size, more than one type of packaging. So all those people had the same idea or God gave them the same idea. And they were successful at it. You don't see these people going in the store and say, oh, well, don't put your mustard beside my mustard. That's how foolish we look because you copying me. Why your mustard yellow? Really? I mean, we really need to think about some of the ways and how we look as the body of Christ. We are responsible. We have a responsibility to Christ. And we got to get this thing right. So my third responsibility that I want to talk about is to the loss. In Luke chapter 15, verse four through seven, it reads, and this is Jesus speaking. What man of you having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doeth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. I'm going to start off by saying this because it does pertain to the loss. And while some people are lost, some of the reasons that I'm about to say, a lot of people might not agree with, and that's fine. Love me anyway. We are not here to promote ourselves, our brands, our fortunes, or our make-believe lives that we post on social media especially when it comes to doing the work of God and the will of our father. Our responsibility is to go after the loss, but somehow we have forgotten that and we put ourselves before the loss. We put ourselves before the needs of others. We put ourselves in our own happiness and what we like and things we don't like, we don't deal with. If they don't smell like us, we don't deal with them. If they don't look like us, we don't deal with them. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to give you a prime example. You're not going to agree with me, but love me anyway. Kanye West. Whether this man is pretending, whether this man is for publicity or anything, whatever your opinion may be. I've just seen a lot of people say things that I need to address. You have to be very careful 
about what you say and how you say things in a sense. I'm not talking about honesty and truth. I'm talking about in a sense of you causing someone else to stumble. And you may say, well, how is that causing somebody else to stumble by telling them the truth? Everything doesn't need to be said. You pray for that man. You take his name to God and you leave it there because you don't know who is watching you, who is listening to you, who is on your social media day and night, believing in the God that you say you serve. And what if that man or that woman has the same issues that Kanye West has? What if that man or woman is trying to come back to the church, trying to come back to God, trying to make their way back home. But because of the one person that they believe in falls or says something that is hurtful to them because they're on the same journey, in a sense, we have to be very careful. We are supposed to go to the lost with the good news of the Lord, our testimony and our living of holiness and righteousness. Not the flaunt, because the truth is, here's the truth. You don't know how many times somebody has tried to stop sinning without being connected to God. Some people actually try to do it themselves because they think in their own strength they can get through a thing. But here we are as Christians, we try to prove we are not sinners because we simply carry a Bible and go to church. Some don't know how to ask for help because of their sin of pride. Some just want to know that someone else understands their pain, their loneliness, that they have been unloved. They want a place or a person where they can be honest with their failures and lack of self-control. And how do I know that? Because if you take a group of people, let's say it's an addiction council of drug and alcohol abuse, sexual abuse, um, any type of abuse where they have meetings and counsel. All those people in that group have the same problem. Every last one of them. And they can be honest with their failures and their lack of self-control because you know what? They're going to identify with the next person that's sitting next to them and say, you know what? I got that same problem. You know what? I've been, I've been doing it for 10 years. I've been doing it for 16 years. I did it for 25 years. And then on the other side of that group, you have somebody that says, I got through it. I did it for 25 years. I did it for 10 years. I did it for eight years. But you know what? This is how I got through it. These are the verses that helped me out. My faith brought me through it. My prayer life brought me through it. My worship brought me through it. And so they can have someone to look at and identify. And some of them, it's not even that they went to church and they got through it. They found someone that they can depend on. They found someone that they can confide in. They found someone that they can be honest with. So we can't look and act like and pretend that we have it all together when it causes someone else to stumble because they believe they are less than us. We are great at being transparent with others, but not with ourselves. And the reason why I know that is because we're not transparent in humility or humbleness. We're transparent in arrogance and boastfulness. And we need to be honest about that. If you're really, really humble, number one, you ain't got to say it. If you're really, really humble, your transparency will have humility attached to it. And we got to learn that. 
We got to learn that real quick. We need to humble ourselves quick because you could be preaching the word every Sunday and doing Bible study every Tuesday or Wednesday and having conferences across America. But if we don't humble ourselves, we're no better than anybody else in which we're not better than anybody else anyway, because God is no respecter of person. We have tended to make Christ so complicated because of our own revelation. And I'm going to say this. We better be very clear about our assignments and about what we are doing because there are enough of empty churches. I hope you heard that. Every time you see an empty seat in your church, and this is for pastors or people who have churches or uh, whole meetings or whatever. Every time you see an empty seat, and I'm not talking about numbers here, that should give you a visualization to show you someone is lost. Those who wandered off or went astray, someone is lost. But when you read uh, Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32, reading about uh, a certain man had two sons parable. That story should show us that when the lost come to themselves of what God has done for them, meaning their father. And remember that when they were with their father, they never had to starve or worry about money or any other issues that they may be going through at that time. And they realized that their father is the one who actually owns everything that they need. They will humble themselves to the point they'll know exactly what to say when they come back to him. He knew what he had done to himself to, for his words in verse 18 says, I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I understand that there may be a lot of people who will come to themselves and ask God or who they have wrong to forgive them. But for the ones who hear this message, there is something you need to ask God or someone else to forgive you for. Don't let another day go by. Come to yourself. Acknowledge whatever it is. And like verse and like in Luke verse seven says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. And to everyone else, I want you to ask yourself, how many sheep or how many souls have you lost? And that's a real transparent moment that you need to have with yourself. All of us. We need to ask ourselves, how many sheep have been lost because of me, because of my attitude, because of my behavior, because of my lack of integrity, because of my procrastination. How many sheep have been lost? It is time for us to get up. It is time for us to realize that we have a responsibility. Meaning we have the ability to do and to say and to be everything that God has instructed us to be through this Bible that we read. The word, the body of Christ. And the lost. There's a job to be done. A job where you don't get paid. You do it freely and willingly. A job you do whether you feel good or not. A job you do when no one else is looking. 
a job you do because you know that you have a responsibility to Christ. I pray that as you listen to this message, you hear the sincerity of this message. I pray that as you listen to this message, you ask yourself, how many, how many have been lost on your hands? And for those lost that are struggling because of the body of Christ or because you're not reading your word, you go to your father and repent and you get it right with him because you have a responsibility. He gave you free will. You have a responsibility to your own soul. You have a responsibility to also help other souls because someone is tied to you as well. My purpose today and every day is for the lost souls. Trust me, people don't believe in my ministry. People love to dwell on my past, but they're not responsible for my relationship that I have with my father. I cannot blame anyone for a lack of relationship with my father in heaven. And I pray that you won't either. Look, I look forward to meeting back here with you every Sunday at 8 p.m. from either Christopher or myself to give you a word from the Lord. Be responsible. Have a blessed day.